this week, I will be discussing three topics that can stand on your own, but I will be discussing them together and linking them together in relation to relationships, you know, romantic relationships, familial relationships, and just all relationships. So basically, how to be in healthy and happier relationships when you are paying attention to these three things. Um, So I guess I could start by telling you what they are. So the very first one is sex and intimacy. The second topic is love languages. And the last one is moving on. So I will be transitioning from each of them to the other one and be relating them to you know, our everyday lives and relationships we have with each other and family and just how we can build healthier and happier relationships to the best of my ability. Once again, I am not a licensed therapist or counselor, so these are just things that I have experienced or things that I have read about and I'm just sharing them with you. If you have any questions or anything to add to it, feel free to hit me up on Just Guru Podcast on Instagram if you have any questions or additions or suggestions to add to whatever I talk about or things to talk about in the future. Feel free to do so. Okay, let's begin. Sex and intimacy. I want to first of all start by separating them and talking about intimacy first on its own. A lot of people when they hear intimacy instantly think about sex or sexual relationships and that is just a common mistake or misconception that people have about in, about the term intimacy or understanding intimacy. I feel like it's important to know the differences, obviously. With intimacy, it's more about trust. It's more about acceptance, unconditional love. It's more about an emotional, more than a physical connection. And it's about having these things with another person. You can also have an intimate relationship with yourself. I mean, yes, intimacy can boost or it can lead to sex and vice versa. But intimacy isn't just about sexual relationships. So it's a thing on its own. And sex is also not always about intimacy. Sex or sexual relationships are also a thing on their own. So yes, you can have intimacy in a romantic relationship, but it can also just be a relationship that you have with your close friends, a relationship you have with your family members. So yes, you can have an intimate or you can have intimacy with close friends and family so that's a huge difference you can have one or the other or sometimes in a healthy and a good and happy relationship you can have both exist in that relationship so once again does intimacy always involve sex no it doesn't always involve sex sometimes the lines can get blurred but you can have intimacy without sex and vice versa you can have intimacy because intimacy is more of an emotional connection than a physical connection but they do go hand in hand you know i mean some people need to feel that love and intimacy or to feel cared for to actually be sexually intimate with you while some people need that demonstration of sexual attraction in order to feel that they are loved or cared people are different okay people are different people require different aspects of these relationships to 
feel a certain way so i want to talk about different types of intimacy i'll run through these really quickly because there's nothing to really dwell on here so we have the physical intimacy so this is basically when you are in the same place and same time spending quality time together with this person so that's just the physical intimacy so you can have this with a close friend with your best friend going to the movies we go on to the emotional intimacy so this is when you're sharing your emotions and your thoughts and connecting on a feeling level i've heard people ask okay so is it cheating if you're really just emotionally connecting with this person the thing is yes if you're in a relationship with someone and you guys are exclusive you both owe each other that emotional intimacy and not just the sexual intimacy it's different if you guys have not made it exclusive if you guys haven't decided to be with just each other if your relationship is just a casual i'll say a sensual one then sure then you can have an emotional intimacy or relationship with someone else but if you are seeing someone and dating them exclusively yes you owe them that emotional intimacy as well if you can't give that to them that is understandable but that has to be communicated so emotional intimacy means sharing emotions and connecting on a feeling level and emotional intimacy with someone who is not your partner your soulmate your wife your husband your boyfriend your girlfriend while you have them is cheating so we have the sensual intimacy which means physical touch, pleasure, and other ways to physically connect that don't involve intercourse. So like hugging and kissing, you know, PDA generally is what we have, we call the sensual intimacy. Again, you see how all of these different types of intimacies stand on their own. Okay, so they can stand on their own. You can actually have one of these with people. You can actually have a physical intimacy with someone and an emotional intimacy with another person and a sensual one with another person. But at the same time, you can have all of them with just one person. So that's the thing about intimacy. There's different types. It's basically connecting on a certain level. And then we have the sexual intimacy, which is, you know, intercourse and any other form of sex. So this is where sex and intimacy come together, where we have the sexual intimacy. You can have a sexual intimacy and not an emotional intimacy. You feel me? So sexual intimacy is basically just a physical connection. But when you have the emotional intimacy, you have the emotional connection as well. It's important to pay attention to these levels of intimacy that you're able to reach or achieve with whoever you're seeing, dating, or wanting to date. Okay, so those are the things I wanted to talk about when it comes to sex and intimacy. I thought it was really interesting when I was reading it, so I wanted to just share it with you guys. I mean, the topic of intimacy is way deeper and broader than what I just spoke about because, you know, the benefits to it, health benefits and stuff like that. But, you know, the thing is, there's a lot that can be discussed. But as someone who isn't an expert, I want to end it here where my knowledge on the subject basically ends. <laughs> so I just know about the different types of intimacy and I just know that there is a difference between intimacy and sex. Okay, I think intimacy is the bigger aspect of connections and relationships. Sex is just as a part of it. Okay, so they're different. So I want to just leave you guys with this. Emotional intimacy doesn't automatically occur with sexual intimacy. 
as people who are sexually involved may not choose to share their innermost thoughts and feelings or the sexual relationship might be one where there is not a high degree of emotional intimacy just like i've been saying from the very beginning just because you have an emotional intimacy doesn't mean you you have a sex you could have a sexual intimacy doesn't mean you could instantly automatically become you know physically attracted or whatever the case right and just because you have the physical attraction doesn't mean you can connect on an emotional level i feel like we know all of this right right so please continue to have that in mind when you pursue relationships and when you continue in whatever relationships you have right now to keep it healthy so you can be happy and so they can be happy so nobody is getting having all these expectations and having their expectations not met and getting sad and hurt we don't want that okay so pay attention to what your relationship is so you don't overdo things so everyone is different and we all desire these different forms of intimacy to varying degrees in our relationships okay so again just knowing what you desire or what you already have so this brings me to my next topic about knowing what you desire knowing what you already have with someone so part of that is knowing your love languages if anyone's like me, you've probably just recently been able to identify the things that turn you on or off as your love languages. I really didn't know that that's what they were called until like not too long ago. Not too recently, but you know, but still not too long ago. But yeah, so I decided to look into this whole love languages thing because I thought it was interesting because the more I heard about it, the more I read about it, the more I was like, oh my goodness, yeah, these things do speak to me. These things do help me connect better with my husband, you know, even from when we were dating and vice versa. So I didn't know they were called love languages. So knowing that it's important to know that and then it's important to build your relationship stronger through that. So what are love languages? So a love language is a way for romantic partners to express and experience love for each other. When you are in a romantic relationship, it's extremely important to know each other's love languages. But even as a single gal or a single boy, it's important to know your love languages as well because you don't wanna be with someone who does not know how to communicate theirs to you or somebody who doesn't know how to respect yours and love your love languages or speak to you with your love languages you know what i mean so it's important for everyone to know what it is that speaks to them when it comes to love so i've heard and i've read that most people have at least five major love languages so i did this quiz to kind of help me definitely like pinpoint my love languages and it turns out my primary love language is quality time I'll be putting this link, the link to the quiz that I did in my bio. So if you click the link tree link, it should be on there and you can do your quiz to determine or to know your five love languages and what your primary love language is. So the love language quiz is by Gary Chapman. He's, he's a very popular author. So he wrote the book, The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. So the book is available like everywhere apparently amazon ibooks barnes and noble all of that stuff i think the link should tell you where, where you can get the book and everything so yeah seriously click the link and 
you just select the category that suits you and you answer a few questions and then you get your answer i think there's more to do i just that's all i did but i think you can put in some more info and you can get more info on your love languages or you can read the book and experience all that greatness but yeah i thought it was really exciting and so when i got my results and my primary love language is quality time i was like man this is not a lie you know i mean i've always known that i would rather hang out with whoever i'm dating or whoever i'm seeing than than getting all these extravagant gifts and whatnot like i like the gifts don't get me wrong i love the gifts but I guess for me it's more about quality time so i had on there my five are words of affirmation acts of service physical touch and receiving gifts in no order but yes those are my five including the quality time i mean this pandemic has shown me how important spending quality time is with my husband before the pandemic obviously like everybody else we were all working he was extra busy you know just always working always gone and but now with the pandemic everything's kind of slowed down or we, we also just work more from home and i've just it's been such a different atmosphere um, a different vibe for us and it's just made us stronger and made things better and reading about the love languages and realizing that it's we're stronger and healthier because we are living and communicating through our love languages even more which is the quality time so that was huge for me to find out and another thing too i feel like another thing for me about spending quality time spending quality time doesn't mean that we have to be engaged in whatever the other person is doing at all times no 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 i feel like for me part of it is even just sitting together on the couch doing our own individual things that speaks volumes to me just the ability to sit there together and just do what we individually have to do and then once in a while we glance at each other give each other a smile or kiss or peck whatever and then go back to doing our thing and then if this person needs help you know then you know the other person helps the other person out but it's like that is spending quality time in my opinion we don't have to be like you know listening to the same movie or watching the same documentary or whatever you know it's just the ability to give your partner their own space while being there for them that's huge to me and i think that's part of quality time spending so just knowing what your partner loves and knowing what it is that turns them on is a huge advantage and something that we should all get to know if we want to have healthy and happy relationships so yeah love languages big deal big deal you need to just take the quiz and get to know yourself better and your partner better so it's like oh yeah okay so love languages blah 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 but like how do i communicate this with the person that i want to date or the person that i'm dating well of course first thing you have to do is figure out which language you speak and the language that your partner speaks you want to know both second thing you want to do is show your partner love in the way they understand so that's why you need to figure it out first so that you can do the second thing which is to show them love in the way they understand with their language so my man is a quality time and physical touch kind of guy how do i know this because i know his love language 
Okay, so knowing that, I just know now I need to get better at giving him those things that he needs in those two areas. So now I don't have to spend my time buying him gifts when I know, okay, his top two are quality time and physical touch. Oh my God, so easy. Now I don't have to be doing all the wrong things and be feeling like unappreciated. You know what I mean? That's a huge part of it too. Because most what we do most of the time is that we express our love in the way that we know how with our love language and that is the problem because that might not be their love language and that's where you run into all these issues okay the third thing is communicate your needs to your partner this is huge if you guys ever listen to i only have like i only have one relationship topic so far in this podcast but Every time I get the chance, I talk about communicating, 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 communicating. It's big. See, once again, when it comes to your love language, they're not going to know. They can't read your mind. So you have to talk to them. You have to communicate your needs to your partner. They can't read your mind. So they can't figure out what you want if you don't tell them. You have to be specific about what you need to feel loved but do so without denigrating your partner's love language or making them feel bad. Very important, very important. Okay, so an example of a way you could be denigrating or where you could make your partner feel bad is, so I, this is also my social media minute, by the way. So I saw this um, post on Instagram and I decided to say that because I think it is a really good example for this love language denigrating thing. My first social media minute is actually in relation to intimacy and quality time. So it's also like it kind of joins both the intimacy topic and the love language topic. So you guys know, of course, my quality time. Quality time is my primary love language. So I read this thing that's like the question is, what's your favorite form of intimacy? And this person was like quietly doing our own thing in each other's presence. So that joins both of them for me. That's why I said these things link. They stand on your own, but they are linked. Okay, so my form of intimacy, which is my love language, which I have now known, and I know my partners as well, is to spend quality time together. Okay, so now it's like, there we go. We know how to get intimate with each other because we know each other's love language. Okay, so back to where I was, sorry. Okay, so this is a way that communicating your love language can be denigrating. The post says, I just heard someone say, just because you love me doesn't mean I feel loved by you. I mean, that is not a wrong or false statement. That is true. All that is, is lack of knowledge of your partner's love language or and vice versa. That just proves that neither of you know what the other person likes. That's why you don't feel loved, but they feel like that's all they've been giving to you because that's what they've been doing, but just in the way they know how to. The statement is entirely true. It's 100% true. That's something that happens every time. But this is where a lot of couples and a lot of relationships run into problems. The approach is what's harsh. Imagine telling that to someone. It's like, you keep saying you love me, but I don't feel loved by you. It's, that's just, it's a lot for you and for them. And it's almost, there's almost no way to come out of that. If you guys don't know that the problem here is just not knowing each other's love language and approaching each other with it. 
So there's a better way you can communicate those feelings. Instead of saying all of that and being harsh, making them feel like unappreciated or like they haven't been doing much even when they have been doing the most you can say i appreciate your efforts i love that you are so expressive with your love for me i even like to show you my love by doing little things for you like making your favorite stew so i mean this is the way that i would talk to jesse if we had this problem right so i would say like by making your favorite soup i'm showing him that affection because I know he loves that kind of stuff so yeah this is just an example and I'm saying just insert whatever their love language is but guess what you can't even get here if you do not know step one figure out your love language and their love language you can't even get here if you don't know those things okay so if you're already here all you have to do is just go back to step one and just try to come right back and you'll be fine so yeah, after you say whatever it is that their love language is, you can even go further by initiating a hangout or some type of time spending event in our case. You can initiate some type of action that could help out just to show that, okay, I really want this to work and I want us to move on from this because we're both feeling like not very loved right now, but we can get over this. We can, we can actually overcome this if we just communicate with our love languages and notice how I wasn't like I appreciate your effort but try to stay away from but okay try to stay away from anything ne negative try not to denigrate okay so don't counter everything you've said by using but I can't you can't say I appreciate you but it's like that means you don't appreciate me if there's a but so stay away from it that's why I said, I appreciate your effort. I love that you're so expressive with your love for me. So you know what I mean? All you want to do is just tell them that you're noticing. Don't just say, I don't feel loved or whatever. Okay. Cause they're, they're trying their best. They're trying to show you that they love you. They just don't know the language to use. So just all you have to tell them. Okay. But that's the key. Stay away from the butts and do not denigrate. Okay. So just. Do those things. Follow step one to three right now. And with time, with patience, love, and a very important emotion system, compassion, things will flow. Don't panic. You've got this, okay? It, you got this on control. It's, it's not easy to build a healthy and happy relationships, but there are tools that you can use. There are things that you need to know, even just for your own happiness. So it's important to kind of know these things, okay? Like I said, I didn't even know I had one, but this whole time, my love languages and his love languages were guiding us in this relationship. We didn't just know that's what they were called. From time, I told him, okay, I don't want flowers. If you feel like you want to buy me flowers, just get me a bottle of wine instead and come through. Let's chill. I told him this from time. I didn't even know I was communicating my love language. I really didn't. I guess sometimes it's nice to be vocal about your feelings because that's me. If I'm going through something about you, you caused it, we will go through it together. I won't just be in one corner feeling all affected by you. I will let you know and we will go through it together. If we can't, then I know where a relationship stands. So I'm very vocal about what I'm feeling. So I told him, if you ever want to give me a flower, 
Just go to a liquor store, get me a bottle of wine, come through and let's chill. I don't want no flowers at my doorstep. You're doing it wrong. That's not my love language. And again, I didn't even know that's what it was. I was just communicating with him how I felt. So I had that emotional intimacy with him when the relationship started, definitely. And so I was able to communicate my love language. I don't know if it's making sense, but that's why I say they're very connected. So work with them okay work with them if you find yourself in a romantic relationship where there is emotional intimacy it's time to communicate your love languages because that's where your next issue is going to come from okay i'm so sorry about the noise y'all like it's tuesday and i guess edmontonians have decided that downtown needs to be loud as fuck it's stupid oh yeah so i mentioned something called an emotion system compassion as an emotion system i just want to use this opportunity to shout out my cousin damie so she shared a video with me recently um and it was talking about emotion systems and the importance of compassion and how all of them are important and can work together but compassion is the one voice that you should have because it quietens all the other voices because you it's a whole thing it was a really awesome video and i was watching it and creating this episode in my on my laptop and i was like yo i need to add this because it actually goes you know because it's not easy to communicate these things it's not easy to build a healthy relationship so at every point and every step in our relationships in our lives it's important to let compassion lead it's important to know that these emotion systems are there to help us but we sh they shouldn't overpower our voice okay okay and the final point on ways to communicate your love language is rinse and repeat so i read this and i was like okay i think a better way to explain this to you guys is by saying consistency so for me that really means just consistency it's like everything else in your life you have to be consistent to see results and to stay happy just facts okay so it's just be consistent with your communication be consistent with finding out more about your partner and what their love languages are just keep doing these things when you find yourself at a roadblock at a and you're stuck just go back and repeat okay it's if you love someone you've got to put in the work because they're putting in the work in you as well and don't be doing this one-sided shit okay make sure that they're doing it as well because you deserve it too remember your partner is human and so are you mistakes will be made they and you might fall short sometimes they might operate out of their love language and you might operate out of your love language forgetting that you guys do not speak the same language at all times sometimes you might do to them what you want because you think that's a way for them to realize that is what you want actually bullshit <laughs> if you want something tell them what you want okay don't be out here playing games it's not helping anybody so i mean all in all just stay positive communicate and have fun because i'm on, at the end of the day if i can't have fun with you as my husband my partner in life ah, i don't want it i really don't okay all right so now i'm going into the very last topic that i have for you guys today and it's moving on but first of all so all of these things that i've said they apply to everyone 
whether you're a single gal a single guy i don't know why i keep saying gal but whatever (laughs) whether you're single you can learn to get intimate with yourself first know your love language you see how step one was knowing your love language and then for intimacy it was about having intimate relationships with family and friends so you know you can do this even if you're single so whether you're in a relationship of any kind it also applies to you like i just said or whether you're transitioning from a toxic relationship to a healthy relationship so it's all they all intertwine they're all together so because this has been on my mind i decided to just say a few things on how to move on and be happy with who you are or who you're with after a toxic relationship okay so i think the very first thing that's important after leaving a toxic relationship is forgiveness this one's huge man because when i left my toxic relationship i was like yeah i'm definitely free i've forgiven this dude but i found myself planning ways to get back at this motherfucker you know what i mean i was like i should go slash these tires because i know where this motherfucker lives you know or like i should do this i should do that i should report to the cops what he did to me or you know all of those things i mean some of them yes i could have done i should have done but it's just it just took a lot from me it just felt like i wasn't really free it just felt like he still had the upper hand so that's where i come back to forgiveness okay it's like if you're giving a chance to hurt this person that hurt you and you take it then you're not over them you're not forgiven them but if you don't take it then you have forgiven them you're over the bullshit the very first thing with moving on is forgiving them forgive them forgive yourself believe me i didn't know that i didn't forgive myself i was so pissed off i'm like how the hell did i let myself go through this shit forgive yourself for ever thinking less of who you are while you were in that relationship after the relationship doubting anything just forgive yourself remind yourself continuously of your tremendous worth don't ever forget it don't ever doubt yourself or your gut feeling ever again for me that's the step one first step second step is learn to be okay with being single it's totally normal to fear being single it's very normal thing how do i explain this to you well dr sherry campbell who is a licensed counselor and psychologist she said this at our core down to our very biology we are programmed for connection we are drawn to connect with an intimate partner for reproduction alone on a biological level so on that level alone we are drawn to connection we're drawn to having a partner when we have a partner it can be it can deepen the experience of our existence and importance in this world we get that feeling that we are needed and necessary in another person's life fact so that's alone on a biological level so something you can't even control you are drawn to having a partner you're drawn to being in a relationship so it's normal to be afraid of being single that's a normal thing but to get over toxicity in your in your life in your past relationships to move into and transition transition into a healthier relationship you have to learn to be okay with being single especially if you've been in toxic relationships in the past it's important it's very important realizing at the same time that there's nothing wrong 
with wanting to not be single. <laughs> Trust. Sometimes for our biological reasons, historical factors, family and social pressures, we end up in a relationship with the wrong people. That's exactly what I'm trying to say again. This is why we don't want to rush. This is why we want to be comfortable in our own skin and being with ourselves and being in love with ourselves and getting intimate with ourselves and our family members. If you don't have a healthy system, a social system in your life, with all these pressures, even the pressure from our own biological makeup we could run into and be with the wrong people we could end up giving our all to the people who do not deserve it we could ignore signs and red flags just because we want to be with somebody another toxic relationship then so that's the thing be okay with being single don't ignore the red flags this brings me to my next point which is Listen to the red flags and the green flags. This one is a twist. I've always talked about red flags, red flags. Well, just in my one episode, but most people always talk about the red flags. But in this, this topic is about moving on. This topic is about being happy with who you are or who you're with after a toxic relationship. So yes, you need to listen to the green flags as well as you enter new relationships. If you listen to those red flags, rather than excusing them, you'll be grateful you did. Because no, they're not mistakes. <laughs> those things are realistic. Those things are the reality of who you're with and the relationship you're about to be in for however long. You could, you, that was me, ignoring red flags, making excuses for them like, oh, it's okay. Yeah, making excuses, it's not helping anybody. It's not helping you. It's not helping him treat you better or her treat you better. It's not helping your relationship with them. So what's the point? So please, okay, explore those red flags. Like listen to them, pay attention to them instead of excusing them. Trust your gut when you sense a red flag. Knowing what a red flag is to you is also just part of everything else we've talked about in the beginning. But at the same time, be on the lookout for green flags as well. I can give you some examples of green flags that you could look out for. So for instance, one of them is, what do you see in this potential partner that you really appreciate and emotionally need? I really think that an emotional connection is important for a healthy and happy relationship. Second one, do they respect your physical and emotional boundaries and vice versa? Are you able to respect theirs? When you're in a conflict with them, are they trying to understand you? Or are they just trying to respond and yeah, 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 and argue? And are they sensitive with how they talk to you? That's also very important. Because when you're in a heated moment in a conflict, that's when you hear how people talk to you, how they really, really feel. Okay, maybe not how they really, really feel, but is this person able to control your emotions? Do they have that emotional control and awareness when it comes to you? When it comes to this heated argument, are they calling you names then? You know what I mean? I mean, it's normal. We're human beings. We get pissed off, but pay attention to those things. The last thing I, I think this is all me. <laughs> Lastly, you want to heal. This part is huge for me. Healing is not just, is not forgiveness. It's not just forgiveness. Healing is reclaiming your power. Letting go of all the rage and all the hate. Forgetting all that stuff. This is where forgiving and forgetting comes in. 
that's the biggest part of it for moving on you've got to heal man you have to heal you don't want to make it hard for yourself to love again because of your scars those scars represent your strength don't get me wrong they're, they're a symbol of the things that you have been able to overcome so guess what those scars show you and should tell you that you deserve to be loved the right way so let it heal okay let it heal you deserve it you deserve the happiness you deserve to move on from all that ugh, ugh, bad rubbish <laughs> so yeah that's facts baby that's what it is you want to heal that's the very last point you do not want to be like lorena bobbitt don't get all mad and go on a rage cutting his dick off losing your freedom going to jail meanwhile this guy reattaches his dick has his freedom and goes on to make money from a porno after the fact don't be like lorena bobbitt don't do that don't ruin your life don't don't do that that's what I was about to do until I had voices of wisdom and love and understanding in my ears telling me, don't do it, boob. It's the wrong thing to do. Okay, just a quick backstory so I can round this up. I know I said Lorena Bobbitt. You guys are like, who the hell is this? So Lorena Bobbitt was married to John Wayne Bobbitt. And um, so John was always abusing her and raping her, her own husband. She had to go through that for in her relationship for years so one day she was over it and done with it while he was asleep she cut his penis off with a knife this guy actually went and reattached it and he was acquitted of rape so she ended up going to jail but this guy was acquitted of rape and he reattached it and he went on to do pornos and made bank from that shit what the actual fuck so that's what I mean, man. It's, it's not worth it, though. It's really not. Because that's the way life is. This story is really sad. But that's life. Sometimes a violent response can rid you of any justice that you deserve. That's where it's fucked up. So try to have that emotional control. I can sit here and say all these things, but I cannot sit here and tell you how to do it. I can't sit here and act like I really know what's up. Because I was when I was in the same position, I almost made this mistake. I almost made this mistake where it's like I deserve the justice he deserved what, what was coming to him what I was gonna do to him but that's the thing in the eye of the law I'm the one who just committed a crime John couldn't they couldn't uh, pin a rape on him they couldn't find any proof or evidence so he was acquitted and now she's in jail and this guy is rich <sighs> um, uh, always remember there are crazy motherfuckers out here so don't lose your cool Okay, continue to fill your head with these tools for emotional control. Just like the emotion systems I was telling you, don't let anger rule. Always let compassion rule. Okay, I'll try to see if I can get that video for you guys. But until then, just always remember, let compassion rule. Okay, continue to use these tools to live a healthy, happy, emotionally controlled life. Love with an open heart and a sound mind all right i would like to end this episode here today and i hope you guys enjoyed it once again i'll have the link in my bio to the uh, love language quiz by gary chapman feel free to enjoy it share it have fun with it and i believe the link should also talk about his book the five love languages okay all right guys thank you for tuning in 
my accent that weird thank you for tuning in and i hope to talk to you guys next time love you bye Mwah.